When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the BehindTheSteelCurtain.com's Pittsburgh Steeler Power Half Hour. I'm Chris Pugh. I got Joe Frost and Paul Yanchek. We're the Ohio Natives. How are you guys doing today? I am feeling the effects of allergies at the moment. It's like my eyes want to kind of goo shut and my throat's all crispy. To goo shut? I know exactly what you're saying. Like, it all makes sense, but I've never heard that yeah, as a phrase before. Every time I look in the mirror, it's like these big wads of goo yeah, in my eyes. I get it. This is the way you want to start a podcast every single time. Yeah, oh, Ju- Ju- We want to be Ju- vivid. Use vivid imagery. Yes. Ju- I'm doing Ju- all, all right. I'm I'm in Chicago right now, so I'm, oh. I've been all over the country. I've been in Maine. I've been in New Hampshire. I was in New York City and in Jersey for a little bit. And so I'm just a... Traveling fool, right Joe on now. tour, doing some Joe scouting for the Steelers, right? <laughs> yeah, I, yes. a lot in Maine. When okay. I was in Maine, I was doing a lot of Steelers scouting. Yeah, well, lots of pro prospects in Maine. I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> there's just a million hotbed, hotbed. Hey, we acknowledge um, our boss Jeff Hartman wrote just an article talking about hey, we're getting into like a little bit of a, a drought, maybe six weeks of. Not a ton of Steelers news, which for the most part would be a good thing. We don't want any arrests or any weird things being said <laughs> on Twitter or anything else like that. But we're going to get you through the next few weeks. Even some of the weeks where there's not as much news, we'll try to have a little bit of fun and get you through it. And then obviously when tra- train camp starts, there'll be a billion things to talk about. But that's... We'll be drinking. I'm like, mm. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> I think maybe for the power half hour, we should drink something. I mean, for me, it'll either be ice water or sweet tea. It's like going crazy. Yeah. People could tweet in what they're drinking. It'll be fantastic. I just finished my delicious chocolate almond milk. Wow. What? Well, I... It's a thing. It shouldn't be, but it's a thing. It's all I can have now. Well, you you know how we're all getting our COVID-150? Yeah, you know, wait. The extra pounds that we're putting on, right? I, yeah. I've, get, I've gained my COVID one fifty, so I've been drinking nice. straight water. Isn't you know, that a whole other person? Yes, <laughs> I I have gained a whole new person. It's like carrying around another person like yes. a backpack. 
<laughs> well, hey, we got some news to talk about. I know our listeners are like, man, you got to start talking about Steelers. And there's actually something we can talk about today. Minka Fitzpatrick, mm-hmm. not a stunner, but he was unsigned, and it wasn't guaranteed he was going to sign with the Steelers. But he signed a four-year extension, and it's a report record for a safety, four years, $73.6 million contract. Lots to talk about. So he's buying? Yes, yes, definitely. And an extension, because he already had one year left, so now he's with the Steelers for five years on his contract. Um, Let me ask this, because I I think we're all into Mika resigning. No one's against it, yeah. <laughs> I think one of the things that I like about this is think back to all the years that we've liked the Steelers. There have been times when the Steelers don't sign their free agents. I mean, there have been guys, good guys they've let go to saying, hey, you know, they're out of our price range. Now, you can make the argument and say, hey, TJ Watt and Cam Hayward and Minka Fitzpatrick, they're really, really, really good. It's not like you can say, hey, we can bring up somebody behind them. But I like the fact that Steelers are actually spending money to take care of the guys that are really top performers. And it's funny. I mean, obviously, it's a big salary commitment. But I read somewhere saying, hey, they they may actually be able to free up a couple million if they won't make any other moves. So it is a lot of money to pay out, but it seems to be smart salary cap-wise. And you've got one of your stalwart defenders with you for five more years. I think it's a win-win-win all throughout. Yeah, I, I see a drawback on this. I mean, you, you need someone like him to – you need that fixture. I do see this as a sort of a connected to their search for other safety help earlier in the offseason time when there was some conversation about Tyran Matthew possibly coming uh, the Pittsburgh direction and then making going through the process and him not, and you know, he's ended up on the New Orleans Saints. Is that correct, I believe? Yeah. Um, and so it makes sense that they didn't want to make a big commitment to somebody who's going to command that type of salary because they knew uh, that they were going to be dropping a, a, a truckload on, on Minka. Sidman Meerkat is still in negotiations. Yes. Nobody's paying you for it, though. <laughs> well, we were going to talk about this did a you, little did bit. You, did you lock up that Twitter handle? Because yes, <laughs> I think I think somebody already has. Well, let's move up a discussion we're going to have a little bit later. Um, in safeties, it's interesting. They didn't have to pay a ton to re-sign Charles Evans. Right. You, they also signed right after the draft. When they did pick a safety in the draft, they got a guy, DeMonte Casey. Uh, who's had starting experience with the Cowboys and the Falcons and mm-hmm. other teams. Here's the thing that's interesting. Behind the Steel Curtain Hat article saying, well, who's your starting Charles safety? Is it Charles Edmonds? Could KZ possibly take over? You know, I think this frees the Steelers up to do a lot of unique things back there. I don't think they have to do it on the traditional free safety, strong safety cornerbacks. You can have Minka be a little bit more exotic. If Kazi plays decent, you know, maybe even Minka starts covering people man-to-man. He's got the speed for it. Maybe Minka can freelance a little bit, you know, go in and play the run and everything. 
I think the Steelers can actually play three safeties at a time. So I don't think it's as much of a question of are we starting Edmonds or KZ against Mika? It's almost like you've got starting level safeties, and let's see how we can use them to, for the best of the Steelers. So it, made, it makes sense for it to be a game-by-game, situation-by-situation call to actually have enough safeties to, to be able to make those kinds of decisions because you've got uh, KZ, you've got uh, Edmonds, and I think it makes sense for Edmonds to be the front runner for this just right. because he's been there and he's played with Minka. That, that's, that's already there's already some bonding there, but they also have uh, what's his is it Carl Joseph? Yeah, Carl, Carl Joseph is on the roster along with Marcus Allen, Miles Killebrew. There's just a lot of there's a lot of dudes. That yeah, Marcus Allen, yes, I tried well, to go it- quickly. <laughs> but he is a safety who plays for the Pittsburgh Steelers, so I have to mention his name. And you also have Trey Norwood. And Norwood had some really good plays last year. Norwood had some plays that were like, yeah. But, but I guess what I'm saying is don't think of it as, okay, which corners are starting and which safeties are starting. Think of it saying, how can you use guys to the best of their abilities? And, you know, Minka might play all over the field, but I, I think that's a really cool thing. I, I look at last year. Minka didn't have as many splash plays, would you call it? Because part of the problem is, as soon as run defense stunk, they had to really crowd Minka against the line and start playing the run. And not to say Minka shouldn't do that, but Minka was kind of used more that way, so Minka's splash plays went away. Well, if we could take care of the run defense problem, which is kind of iffy right now after the news of Stephon Gouge's retirement, but you've got more flexibility to play guys different places, see how it can work. I'm excited about that. I mean, make it can guard people. Um, you know, there's a lot of things you can do, which I think is be a really good thing for the Steelers. Yeah, I think for the Steelers, the, clearly the defense is going to be the strong suit and find creative ways to maximize those strengths. Um, yeah. The, the defense, uh, if, if Trubisky is starter for the whole season, the defense might be out on the field for a while. Well, and I'm thinking about this too. <laughs> Trubisky and Pickett, I mean, it's Pickett's first year. I mean, say which one Pickett's going to be a great quarterback or not. It's Pickett's first year. I mean, Pickett's not going to be Joe Burrow in his rookie year. I mean, I mean when you look at the, the ceiling for Pickett in his rookie year, I mean, it's not going to be Pat Mahomes or anything like that. So the Steelers are going to have to win some ugly games where, you know, like the 14-10 games or stuff like that. So, yeah, you need to invest in your defense. And then, you know, you look at the offense, you just – you need to be able to protect the ball. So, well, and- All of that stuff is true. Right. Um, but here's going to be my thing. Uh, and I think this is – this is going to be true for the Pittsburgh Steelers for a long time uh, going, looking back as well. Uh, Roethlisberger put up great numbers in spurts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But there's a lot of games that were very, very close. And, and overall, what makes a great Pittsburgh Steeler is somebody who knows how to win the close games. I am, as a fan... Do not bemoan 
the fact. Yes, that's right. I used the word bemoan. <laughs> I do not bemoan the fact that we do not have Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback. I do not bemoan the fact that we do not we are not expecting to have a quarterback who who is going to throw for forty two points every single game. I don't even like it. I don't want it. I don't want to watch that on my television. I don't want to watch that live. I want to watch a game. I want to watch a football game. So I'm fine. The thing that we cannot tell the difference between Kenny Pickett or uh, or, or 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 Mitch Trubisky, Trubisky. or um, what's his name, the third Brett Mason Rudolph the third. Uh, what we can't tell between the three of them is who is going to be more adept at playing in cardiac time. We cannot know that until they are wearing a Pittsburgh Steelers uniform and playing in Heinz Field or in a Pittsburgh Steelers game. What he did in Chicago is almost irrelevant now, except that he did win most of his games in a really terrible situation. <laughs> so that's still a thing. Um, so in terms of long-term or even the, the short term, who, how are we going to get through the season with quarterbacks? It's going to have to be somebody who is going to show that they are that cardiac guy. Whoever starts a quarterback, I, the big thing is don't turn the ball, protect the ball. Because I, I yeah. think it was funny. I read somewhere today, the Steelers have the most spent in the NFL on defense and the least spent in the NFL on offense. Now, just because you spend the most... Look at all those weapons on offense. Good grief. Right. No, and that's not to say their offense is going to sink. They've got a lot of young guys that you don't have to pay a ton of money to. So, but but what I'm saying is, I I think my expectation for whoever such a quarterback from Steelers, don't turn the ball over, keep the defense off the field so they can rest up. Because if you do that, the defense can even play better. Um, You know, I, I mean, that's... That's kind of where I'm at with that. And I guess what I'm saying is I'd like the fact – I mean, obviously, you have to have Minka back to have a, still have a great defense. Yep. They did that, which is fantastic. Yay. They've got more – well, let's ask this before the break. They have a couple million extra. Now, Colbert, when he was GM, he liked to keep some money free during the season. It wasn't like he went to the very limit side of cap. He liked to have like a $5 million in case, you know, glass breaks you hit. But the Steelers have a little bit more of that left. I wouldn't still see them do a shopping list. I know the Steelers have never been super big spenders or super big free agency people, but there's two guys or two positions I'd like the Steelers to pick up. Maybe cornerback, but I'm okay if I'm cornerback. I want them to pick up another defensive tackle. I don't necessarily yep, think uh, this guy's going to be a stud, but I want somebody to be part of the mix. Another body to throw in. Um, Sue, you know, the guy, long-time uh, Detroit Lion, Miami Dolphin. He's not the same guy he was 10 years ago. I think he could be a serviceable guy. I also want them to pick up a backup running back. I don't think the Steelers are going to have a prolific passing game this year, but to make that defense work, keep the defense off the field, to hold the ball, I think Najee obviously is a good running back, but they need – who can they find that could be that D'Angelo Williams type guy? You know, and I think there's still guys out there that can do a trick, even some rookies. I think if they could pick up those two guys, they're in good shape. Who would you pick up realistically if, you know, they still had 
the time and money to pick up a guy. I'm all oh. picking up another <laughs> defensive tackle or even an offensive lineman. Uh, okay. We just got attacked by some kind of monster. Yes. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Joe, any I thoughts there? Because they're still trying to fill what figure out exactly what they're going to do with uh, Tuit finally retiring, um, I, I, it makes sense to fill a little bit of gap there. I wouldn't mind seeing an extra body for rotation purposes on the O line as well. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just I'm not able to see what's happening in uh, the OTAs. I don't know what they're seeing out of the running backs that are in the in the room right now. But um, yeah, would never turn down some some solid, uh, just you know, yard eater type of guy who's just going to come in and, and pound and, and make some noise. Sounds good. Well, hey, let's take a break now. Uh, here on the uh, Pittsburgh Sewer Power Half Hour on BehindTheStillCrypt.com. We'll be right back. a lot of what we're talking about at the beginning. We're talking about the Minka uh, Fitzpatrick resigning. Uh, how that affects um, who's the other safety for the Steelers? And could they use different guys? And who the Steelers could potentially look for? Um, Paul, any other ideas of who could be a defensive tackle that could be out there for the Steelers? That's a great question. I haven't been following who is available out there. Um, Again, I think you mentioned earlier, it doesn't have to be uh, some big splash name, uh, some super stud or anything, just a solid body that can come in. And uh, one thing I don't want to see the Steelers deal with is either either side of the ball on the, the line is we're taking the hot dog vendor and throwing them out there. Um, I think that's going to be crucial on both sides of the ball to stop the run this year and establish a good offensive line. So I, I don't know what those names are, um, but I, you know, I, I don't want to not exactly look into the USFL for the answers, but uh, there's, there's gotta be some solid guys available. Well, let me throw out some names. I I've got a list here of the top 100 free agents that are still out there. And, Let's, we got some time left in the show. Let me throw out some names and some of these positions we talked about. Um, why don't you guys give me a quick thought on if you like it or not. Um, the top-rated defensive tackle that's still out there, Sheldon Richardson. Um, he last played for the Vikings. He was a Brown for a while. Yeah. Any interest there? No. I mean... It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I'm just not getting excited about it. Right. And, you know, one of the, it's a difficult call because you're trading some experience for uh, age. That's always the balance. Uh, I, I'm looking at some of the defensive tackles that are available, and a lot of them, the, the, the age number gets pretty high. 
Yeah. Uh, and and you want to not only be able to bring in somebody who's going to, you know, be effective right away, but you go to the trouble of getting everybody in a system. You want to know you're going to get a couple of years out of them and not just, you know, one and done. So, uh, yeah, Sheldon Richardson's got some experience. He's not not awful. Um, it all comes down, I think, to the, the paycheck that he's going to expect for a one-year deal. Yeah, and he's 31. And, and for all the money the Sooners spent in the free agency, free agency, they did. They did pick a lot of young guys. So 31 is kind that's of over the, the, that's, the, that's the key there. They're looking at them and looking at long-term investment and not just, you know, rent a, a player for a year and get a splash and sell some jerseys of Ndamukong Sioux. Well, I think if the Steelers were a point where they honestly were thinking, you know, we're we're in the the Super Bowl discussion, I, I could understand uh, a rent a player, uh, but I don't think that's where they are right now. I think keeping more long term is wise. Here's another guy, Larry Ogunjobi. Um, mm-hmm. Most recently with the Bears, I think he played with the Bengals. Yeah, recently he's too, he's and Cincinnati then as well. Yeah, and. Interesting. Uh, it's been a couple of years ago, but the infamous night where Mason Rudolph got into it with Miles Garrett, one of the other guys in the fight, and I guess he claimed that Mason said something off color to him, was Larry Ogunjobi. Now, Mason Rudolph may not be with the Steelers for much longer. Would you bring in Ogunjobi? He's 28, he's a little bit younger. Defensive tackle. I'm more intrigued by that, but again, I I think Brett Mason Rudolph the third might need to be out of the building. Yeah, I mean, uh, it'd be wiser to wait until that happened. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, Sar Ludelli, uh, Linville Joseph, or a couple other guys that are just thrown out there. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming Sue's still a free agent. I don't see him in the top hundred of this list because he's 35 years old and he's a lineman, right? But no, but they go. I mean, Steve. Mc- oh, he's seventy eighth on the list. I apologize. There you go. Um, Steve McClendon's another guy who might be interested in defensive tackle. Eddie he's Goldman's old. Another one. He's only twenty. Yeah. Yeah. The, the problem. You're right. The problem with Sue is he's thirty five. Uh, Steve McClendon. He's played for Steelers a while back, and he wasn't terrible. But he's thirty six now. He's thirty six. <laughs> yeah. So. And I don't like talking about people who are 10 years younger than me being too old to do things. But Yes, yes. But I will also admit that I am too old to play defensive lineman for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Fair. Um, Daryl Williams. I don't want to talk about the other skill sets. Yeah, Paul is talking about lineman. Daryl Williams, um, pretty good for that. Bills, he's a tackle. He's 30. Eric Fisher. Um, for the Colts, he's 31. He's out there in free agency. Uh, Dwayne Brown of the Seahawks. Riley Reed. Uh, you know, Dwayne Brown's 37. <laughs> Riley Reed is 33. Uh, Riley Reed was one of the guys that had issues for the Bengals. I mean, he started for the Bengals last year, but uh, think of what the Bengals' offensive line was like at near the end of the game where. Aaron Donald was chasing poor Joe Burrow around a lot. <laughs> Riley Reef had something to say about that. And that's not good when Riley Reef is trying to protect Joe Burrow. You know, so right. I, I'm not sure if they want Riley Reef. No, not really. Uh, Bobby Massey, 33, a tackle from Denver. Uh, let's see if his name else. Tyrell Crosby, 
And some of the guys are behind the steel curtain like him. Uh, he's relatively young. He's 26. Last point for Lions. I don't know too much about him. Yeah, so there's still some interesting guys out there. You know, I want that. Uh, oh. I think what, what is likely to happen is getting further into uh, preseason and actual practices and things. You're going to see other players get cut from other teams and as, as teams try to whittle down, and those are going to be some, some prime people to be looking at. Here's the interesting thing. Again, this is NFL trade rumors, and it's one opinion on who's the best front you know, the best free agents still out there. When you look at running back, like I'd like to see this next D'Angelo Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, top running back on their list, 49, Justin Jackson uh, from the Chargers. Uh, I remember watching him play a little bit against the Seahawks. He had a couple decent runs. I'm not sure if Justin Jackson doing the next D'Angelo Williams. Mm-hmm. No. But is anybody <laughs> who's currently on the roster? Number two, best running back according to them. It's still out there. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> we talked about that. Yeah. Not uh, available to come to, back. Devontae Booker. I'm not I crazy think he's having a boxing career. Isn't he boxing yeah, now? I don't know. I think he's boxing Jake Paul, I think, or something. Devontae Booker is highly talented, but he hasn't done too much. He's 30. Uh, David Johnson. Remember when David Johnson used to oh, be yeah. the man? Uh, he's he's now thirty. He's he's available. Uh, I mean, you know, here's another guy too, Jared McKinnon. He's thirty. Jared McKinnon, yeah. Remember, he he tore up the sewers in the playoff game. He was yep. can't see the backup. But I read an article this week from Matthew Barry, the ESPN analyst, um, the fantasy football analyst, says, "Hey, they're not crazy about." Um, Hilaire, you know, their top running back. Why can't Jerick McKinnon be a number one back for the Chiefs? I, I like Jerick McKinnon. I mean, I would get him. I think that could be a guy like that. I, I'm not sure how available he is. He's a free agent. I'm not sure if he would come to be a number two. I don't think you get any freer than being a free agent. <laughs> right. But I guess what I'm saying is what? I mean, it's we one don't have to pay him. Nobody's going to volunteer right. for the job. Well, but, but here's another thing, too. If you're a free agent and you're number two for a team, sometimes you think it's like at work. You might be the assistant manager. You're like, wow, I want to be a manager. You may have to switch jobs, switch companies. Well, sometimes you don't go from number two to number two. You go from number two to number one. So if Jerick McKinnon's right now the number two running back in the Chiefs, what's the incentive unless the Sears can give him a ton of money for him to go to be number two for the Sears? I guess that's what doesn't make any sense. And, but unless you're Benjamin Button, you also don't age backwards. So <laughs> yeah. like at some point, you're just going to have to realize that I am now no longer the the young buck, the uh, the spring chicken, the uh, the guy who can be the workhorse for the for the team. But, but he now be, I'm going to have to be the wild veteran. Come and be the assistant to the regional manager. Assistant. Yes. Easy. Yes. Mm. That'd be great. Uh, mm. The other guy, Devonta Freeman. He played last year for the Ravens. Mm-hmm. He, he's 30. Nope. Latavius Murray played last year for the Ravens, 31. Man, the Ravens hey, are a lot hey, old right hey. now. Yeah, they were really good. They were all so good that they did really well on the Ravens. Yeah. Very interesting. So, yeah, they, all, they all had less re- re- 
they all had less uh, rushing yards than their quarterback did. <laughs> yeah. I, so I don't necessarily do think do. the Steelers are done yet. I mean, I, I think that there's a couple places, and you guys are right, it may not happen tonight. It could happen during training camp. But yeah. I think there's still some holes they could fill, and I think there's holes they could fill if guys don't have to pay a ton. Um, yeah, the think, tackle thing will be the next, yeah. the next four or five weeks are just going to be filled with people saying random things. Right. Well, because, think, the NFL, we're, we're trying to cover this point, you know, 24 hours a day, 52 weeks a year. We got six weeks of, I mean, at least last week we had, you know, training camp that we could talk about, or OTAs. Well, it was OTAs. Training camp is happening in six weeks. But now yeah. it's it's a dry time. There'll still be stuff well, happening. And it's also a scary time because this is the time when a football player whose life is usually highly regimented uh, right. now has enough time to mess around and do something foolish. Yeah. So. Stay in the... Good signing. Oh. Yeah. Joe Schobert's long. Yeah, an inside linebacker. Mm, good I don't him. think he'd make a good running back. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Schobert's only 28. I don't know. Um, right? Good thing the Steelers have, have enough quarterbacks. I am not seeing... Uh, let's see, how many quarterbacks are in the top 100? Almost none. Nobody's yeah, available. almost none. Uh, Cam the people, Newton. The people who are going to be available, who are really technically available, you know, there's a couple of people who are hanging out there. The teams are, have, haven't wanted to part with them yet. Yeah, Cam Baker. Newton is the only quarterback that's a free agent. I, I'm sure Baker will make the list at the end. Kind of, so. Who knows? Well, hey, thanks for checking out uh, Behind the Silk Curtain. Again, I got to apologize. Had a little bit of audio issues on my end. Um, hopefully it sounds okay. Joe and Paul are listening. They say it sounds good. So my apologies, and um, hopefully we, we got better connection this time. Uh, check out our other shows. My goodness. Every day, two to three podcasts. I can't I, – I don't want to name one over the other. But, you know, you, you subscribe to Behind the Silk Curtain. You're, you're going to have podcasts every day. They're, they're like your, they're like Chris's children. Yes, he loves them all equally. I love them equally. I don't remember all their names. <laughs> I don't remember their birthdays. There's and 21. I don't know their shoe sizes. Yeah, just like Stewart's podcast is like 21 that I have to keep track of. Right. It's very hard, but yep. they're all good. They're all interesting. Um, they all talk for less than 45 minutes. That's that's what we're doing here on the podcast. Um, it, it just it, it's so great, and then not just the podcast. Check out behindthestillcrit.com because there, you know, Jeff has told us there will be articles in this next six weeks. So if you're sitting out there like, man, I need some Steelers news in my life, check out behindthestillcrit.com every day, news every day podcast. Where, where else would you go? Seriously, where else would you go? All right. Well, we are out of time. But, again, thanks for checking us out. Um, give us a five-star review. And mention me, Paul, and Joe. Even if you don't like us, give us a five-star review. Um, and thanks for checking out the Pittsburgh Steelers Power Half Hour on BehindTheStillCritic.com. Have a great night. Oh, how it rips me, but makes me live for tomorrow.
confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.